Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. Now, Dave, I hope you're as excited as I am for this week. It's our 25th episode. Woohoo! And 25 is kind of a milestone number, I think. Yeah. So I wanted to cover something special. That's why today we we will be covering my favorite animal, the jaguar. All right. Now I'm going to share a ton of information, uh, and I mean a lot, uh, about them, like a lot of information. <laughs> okay. Then we're going to end on a few stories. Okay. Like we normally do. Sounds good. Uh, Dave, my, my hand is killing me from writing all of this in my notes. And part of my notes at the end, they look just look like scribbles from my hand giving out. But <laughs> I am excited for this one. And we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, that was fun when we talked about the stupid people who jump into zoo enclosures. Yeah. yeah. Uh, zoo enclosures of dangerous animals, whether they're trying to avoid paying or they're drunk or trying to commit suicide. <laughs> we covered like 21 stories last week. So yeah. make sure to go check that out if you haven't yet. Talking about stupid people is always pretty fun. Yeah. And like always, we want to thank all of our listeners. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And if you like us, what you, when you like the show, what you can do is subscribe, rate, review, go to iTunes, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. Uh, if you don't have iTunes, then leave a comment on whatever platform you can. Um, or you can jo- uh, join our Facebook page and give a review there. It, it, the reviews, especially on iTunes, it just really helps us get noticed and stand out. And attracts more listeners. So if you can, please do that, all right? Uh, Before we start, I thought I'd share why the jaguar is my favorite animal. Yeah, let's hear it. So in order to do that, we need to use something we haven't used in quite a while. (gasps) That's right, Dave. It is the time machine. Sometime. Yeah, we haven't used the time machine in quite a while. No, we haven't. All right, so we need to go back uh, to my fourth grade. I think that was in 1998, I believe. Wow. Seems like forever ago. But uh, we in my fourth grade class, it was Miss Richardson was my teacher. Huh. And we had this big study of rainforests. For some reason, that was like our class uh, oh, okay. subject that we, I, I swear, we spent months on. Huh. So we learned all about the rainforest, and obviously in the rainforest is the jaguar. Yeah. And, I mean, I was always a big animal guy, and, and as a kid especially, I loved reading about animals. And the jag- for some reason, we learned something about the jaguar, and it just stuck with me and well, in the fourth grade. And so it just kind of stuck with me throughout the years, and that is why it is my favorite. Huh. Miss Richardson was an excellent teacher, by the way. Right on. And we learned all about the rainforest, so I, I, re- I retained a little bit of that. But the yeah, the jaguar is so awesome, and that that's where it came from. Right love for them. But uh, let's get started on these awesome animals. Okay, jaguars, or their Latin name, Panthera unca. Ooh. Now, jaguars are the largest cat species in the New World, so the Americas, hmm. and is the third largest cat in the world, following lions and tigers. Huh. And also the name jaguar is derived from a Native American word, yaguar, with a Y, which means he who kills with one bound. Ooh. Now, I click, I quickly want to go over all the other big cats again. I think I've done it before, but let's just do it again. Okay. Uh, there are eight species that are considered big cats. So we have tigers, which uh, come up, which they, oh, they've come up a lot in recent episodes, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And the Siberian tiger is the largest of the big cats. Then we have lions, leopards, cougars, snow leopards, clouded leopards, and the cheetah. Those okay. are all of the eight uh, big cat species. Okay. Now, I really got, I really want to point this out. Often jaguars are confused with leopards, as they really do look alike. Yeah. And some people can even confuse them with cheetahs, too. So I want to go over the differences between them and how you can tell them apart from each other. Okay. These three cats all have uh, black spots and a similar goldish brown coat with a white underbelly. 
But cheetahs have a very different build than a jaguar or leopard. They are lean and built like a greyhound dog yeah. because they're they're made for speed. Also, their spots are just that. They're spots. They're just solid black spots. They also have the longest tail of them. They're very long. And if you look at a cheetah's face, you can even tell them apart that way because their face is shorter. And they have these like black lines that run down their face. It kind of resembles like eye black, like okay. a, maybe like a baseball player. Uh-huh. So they have that. So telling a cheetah apart should be relatively easy if you have any knowledge of cats. Yeah. But telling a leopard apart from a jaguar is a bit more difficult. And they can't, they're kind of similar in size, but a jaguar is built more stocky and heavy than the leopard. And they are more muscular, along with shorter legs and a larger, more rounded head. Okay. Also a shorter tail. And even I admit that telling them apart can be difficult, but the best giveaway to tell them apart is their coats. And I kind of just showed you this, actually. They're spots, which aren't really spots. They're, uh, they resemble roses, so they're called rosettes. Hmm. Uh, on a leopard, the rosettes are smaller and more densely packed, while a jaguar has uh, larger, fewer rosettes. Oh, okay. And they, ha- they actually, in the rosettes, they have a small spot in the middle. So that is kind of the easiest way to tell them apart. Uh, now, obviously, they uh, they live in different areas of the world. Leopards live in Africa and Asia, and jaguars are in the Americas. Yeah. So is it kind of like a crocodile and alligator difference? Yeah, in a way. I guess that's kind of similar, yeah. Hmm. But I, I thought it was important to go over the differences between them. And I, I, I'll, I, I'm going to put a, a photo on Facebook uh, that goes, it's like a graph, and it kind of goes over the differences. So if you want to look at that, go check it out and join the Facebook page. I also put uh, up a few videos as well of jaguars on there. So everyone should be joining our Facebook page. Yeah. Where uh, where jaguars live, they live mostly in the Amazon rainforest of Central and South America, kind of from the north point of Argentina up and up all the way into Mexico. And there has even been confirmed sightings of jaguars in the United States. Wow. And I've this, seen them in the zoo. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, <laughs> these are wild. That's and crazy. This is even within the last few years. They actually wow. uh, close to my, my old home of Tucson, Arizona. Wow. So they reside in every country in Central and South America uh, except El Salvador and Uruguay. Some countries have very low populations, but Brazil has the highest number of wild jaguars. And their historical range up to the 19th century, so 1800s, uh-huh. and even leaking into the early 1900s, jaguars lived in parts of the southwest United States. Gee. Through uh, parts of California, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. Wow. Even as far north to the Grand Canyon up in northern Arizona. Huh. So in Arizona, since 1996, there have been seven different jaguars documented all around the Tucson area. Mm, wow. And the last one spotted, to the best of my knowledge, was in 2017, which was just southwest of Tucson near the Mexican border. Now, I also have a quick story about a jaguar in the U.S. I want to do. Okay. So, a jaguar named Macho B. I don't know who's naming them. But uh, Macho B, who was the only known jaguar to be living in the U.S., was caught by a snare trap in February 2009. Macho B was found by biologists. They sedated him and placed a radio collar on him, then released him. But only after a few days, um, the, the researchers realized he hadn't moved far. And so they, they recaptured him and found he was very sick. Ooh. They then took him to the Phoenix Zoo, where they found he was 16 years old. Oh, wow. Which is very old for a jaguar and like any big cat. That's, that's very old. Uh, and he was also found to have kidney failure. 
And they decided to euthanize him as he was slowly dying anyway. It's kind of a sad story, but also gives hope that there are more jaguars making their way up north into the states yeah they couldn't get here if trump built a wall (laughs) that's very true i think i I have something written down to keep the jaguars out (laughs) wouldn't that be funny (laughs) um but yeah that would be very cool to have more of them in here yeah yeah oh yeah i I have it written down right here (laughs) i have a guy got a trump joke but yours is better so i'm gonna skip it (laughs) but there is another jaguar last that was spotted in 2016 and was given the name el jefe (laughs) <laughs> which means the boss nice who is believed to still be around that area oh okay so jaguars have a pretty large range that they cover uh they li- most of the time they live in they well I'm sorry they they live in drier areas like northern mexico uh dry grassland areas flooded wetlands and mostly uh like the jungles area okay and they are most known for living in the Amazon region of, of the world. And in all of the regions they occupy, they are at the tippy top of the food chain. Mm. A true apex predator and real king of the jungle. Nice. If you ask me. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe that's what we'll title the episode. King of the jungle. The real king of the jungle. Nice. Now their size varies from region to region. Um, and it depends on what prey is available in their areas. So they are, so they are larger in the Amazon areas and smaller, the further North they get typically. Oh, okay. So the average size is around six feet. They're six feet long, including Hmm. the tail, which they have a shorter tail than other big cats. And they normally weigh from around 120 up to 250. Oh my goodness. And females are normally 10 to 20% smaller than males. And there have been uh, reports of exceptionally large males that have been recorded at 350 pounds. Gee. That's that's big. Those are the ones you don't mess with. Now, that's an El Jefe. That is an El Jefe. (laughs) Jaguars also have shorter legs than other big cats. So they're they're very stocky. So if, if we had to compare a jaguar to a superhero then we would fit it with Wolverine. Okay. So they're yeah. like the Wolverine. Not I mean, Welsh Corgi type no. uh, legs. But, uh. <laughs> but yeah, Wolverine. <laughs> think of Wolverine if you want to think of a Jaguar. Yeah. And they even have the strongest bite force of any big cat relative to their size. Jeez. So that's like pound for pound. Uh-huh. In, in all of the rankings I researched, Jaguars were always in the top 10 of... All animal bite forces, any animal on, on the planet. Ooh, maybe it's because, you know, remember they have the wider jaw. That's exactly right, yeah. I think I touch on that in a minute. Oh, okay. But uh, And I can't remember the other, some of the others that were on the top ten, but hyenas, hyenas were, um, uh, so were gorillas, which oh, was wow. very surprising to me. And then hippos, and then uh, most of the other ones were like crocodile species. Crocodiles have the largest bite force. Okay. Uh, if I remember right, jaguars have the second strongest bite of any mammal after the hippo, and it's not oh, by okay. it's not by much. The bite force is also it's on a scale called psi pounds per square inch, uh-huh. and a jaguar is around one thousand three hundred and fifty. Now, I'm not a scientist; I don't really know what that means. But hey, you know what? It sounds pretty impressive, right? Yeah, I think uh, I remember Shark Week. And I want to say, like, they were doing great whites would do test bites. I can't remember if it was test bites or full force bites. They were somewhere around 600 yeah, PSI. Sharks aren't, they're not, I don't think they're that high up there. I don't think God, Yeah, are. he would, well, the Jaguars double that. Yeah, know? yeah, that's true. I don't think sharks, I don't think they were on the top 10 at all. Uh, Megalodon. <laughs> Maybe maybe a megalodon was. You but, just you just watched that the Meg, did, so it's yeah. probably in your head right yeah. now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But jaguars, like most cat species, are solitary and live on their own, mostly coming together for mating, but but socialization between adults has been observed 
And obviously mothers will take care of cubs until they reach the proper age. I think it was like around two years. Oh, wow. Okay. And are able, until they're able to make it on their own. So do they usually just have one cub at a time? Uh, it's one to four is their oh, average okay. average size. Okay. And the males, they create large territories for themselves that may overlap with several female territories. Females mm. have smaller territories, I guess. And when they're not mating, they mostly just avoid each other. Okay. They do their best to avoid each other for the most part. Okay. And unlike a lot of animals, they aren't big on fighting for mates. Huh. They they will do it, but they're not big on it. And uh they're pretty they're pretty chill with each other for the most part as long as one of them doesn't act up and pick a fight with them. They're okay. they seems like they're, they're pretty chill animals. Huh. Unless you're a female with cubs, then they are very territorial. Oh. And they will fight a male if it comes too close, especially. I could see that, yeah. And jaguars are one of the four big cats that have the ability to roar. Okay, Instead, wow. And the other ones are lions, tigers, and leopards. So instead of fighting, males sometimes they will roar at each other to give warnings. And sometimes oh. that's enough to for the other to go away. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, the lions, tigers, leopards, and jaguars are the only ones that can roar properly. The others can purr and hiss, but not give a proper roar. Okay. Now let's move to their hunting and diet, which is really cool how they hunt. Obviously, they are strict carnivores, and they are very opportunistic hunters that feed on many different species. Now, like I said, they are the ultimate apex predator and are termed a keystone species. Now, this means it plays a very important role in their ecosystems, hmm. and they help control the populations of the animals they hunt and help keep the kind of keep the balance of the jungle. Okay. They also have an effect on other predators. A key example of that is the cougar. Hmm. Now, cougars live in the rainforest. Oh. They live in all the same areas a jaguar does. Interesting. And I bet a lot of people didn't know that. No, I didn't. Yeah, and where jaguars and cougars live with each other, cougars have adapted to be much smaller in size. Okay. So, like, in the rainforest, cougars are smaller, and the jaguars are larger, and it kind of extends out. So, no, cougars, like we have around here or farther north into, like, Canada, they're pretty good size. They're well over 100 pounds sometimes. Yeah. So, but as they get down to the um, Central America and South America... They sh they get smaller. Oh, okay. Unless they're in like um, the mountains of Argentina, then they're pretty good size okay. there as well. But they've adapted to be uh, smaller in those areas where there are jaguars are around. Okay. And so jaguars have an, an unusual killing method, like other big cats. You know how other big cats they'll go for the neck of their prey uh -huh. and try to suffocate them. A jaguar goes for the skull. Oh. Since that big bite force they have. Okay. And they attempt to bite between the ears to deliver a fatal bite to the brain. Oh, to the, where the temples are, huh? Yeah, that's where Ooh. having the strongest bite force comes in handy. Yeah. Uh, on top of the bite force, they are also extremely good swimmers. The other, most of the other big cats that uh, don't like water, right? Yeah. The only other one that does are tigers. So okay. tigers and jaguars are very good swimmers, but other, other unless they absolutely have to, most cats don't want to be in the water. Okay, yeah. Yeah, my cat won't even go in the bathtub. <laughs> he won't, will he? <laughs> no. And you know what? You kind of have to like water to live in the rainforest. That's true, yeah. But this helps them, and a jaguar can pretty much kill any animal in the rainforest. Mm. The only thing they won't attack are adult black caiman. Which is a crocodile type species that can they they do get quite large, but anything else is fair game for them. Wow! Some of their favorite things to hunt are deer, tapirs, uh, which do you know what they are? No, are they like small things with straight horns. No, they don't have horns. They're kind, they're like they look like pigs, but they have like a oh, small okay. elephant, a real small elephant trunk. They're weird looking oh, things. Okay. And then peccaries, which are like pigs. Armadillos, sloths, foxes, monkeys, turtles. Like, they break through the shell of a turtle Gee. with their powerful bite. Frogs, mice, birds, so even smaller things. And then uh, other caiman species. Huh. 
In fact, I, I posted a video of the jag of a jaguar who jumped from like a 10 foot ledge into the water and pulls out a caiman by the skull. Oh, so cool. I, oh, and then I, I, I just showed one. you another one. Yeah, that was a different one that of the jaguar attacking a caiman from behind and grabbing it right by the skull and then yeah. swimming off with it. Wasn't yeah, cool? I couldn't believe he just swims off. He's he's sitting on a pad of land and instead he's like, oh, I got it. He takes it while it's still thr- thrashing. And back um, in the water, and you're like, how the heck can yeah. you do that without losing it? Oh, that thing's got it by the skull. That thing's Jeez. probably going to die soon. Oh, okay, so you remember when I mentioned El Jefe, yeah. the jaguar in the U.S.? Well, in his, they found some of his scat, uh, and they found hairs from an American black bear. Oh, wow. Then, then they found the bear's carcass. Oh, my goodness. With holes in its skull. Wow. So El Jefe took down a black bear, which is no easy task even for them. That's pretty impressive, huh? Yeah. So pretty much... I've heard, yeah, I've heard that if you try to shoot a bear, well, maybe it could be grizzly, but if you shoot them in the head with a twenty-two, it won't even pierce. Oh, no, it won't. That's, gee, that's some, that's crazy power. That is crazy power. So pretty much uh, anything and everything is on the menu for a jaguar. Wow. And I got an. I'll post another video of the one I showed Dave of them hunting a caiman. It's really, really cool, huh? So yeah. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna post that on there so everybody go check it out. But guess what else they kill, Dave? Uh, humans. I'm gonna get to that. Oh. <laughs> they like to kill 800 pound leatherback sea turtles. What? The largest of all turtles. They will kill them as they lay on the beaches. Oh my goodness! And they what they do is they will they'll try to behead them. Gee. And then <laughs> they'll try to behead the turtle, and then they will bite through its shell. Wow! They are that powerful. Oh my goodness! And one thing they will also kill are livestock animals like cows and horses. Okay. Now there is one report of a jaguar. Hunting a pair of horses who were kind of strapped together. I guess they were pulling something earlier. Uh-huh. The jaguar kills one of them and dragged it off as the other is still attached. Dragging, oh my goodness. Dragging both of them away. Oh my goodness. If that's true, that is incredible. <laughs> that takes yeah. some amazing strength to pull that off. I, ho- I really hope that's a true story too. Why don't I we just hiccup, hitch up jaguars to wagons? <laughs> Seriously. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, and they aren't, they aren't really big into chasing their prey, you know, like a lion or Uh a tiger. Uh, what they like to do, they're more ambush style hunters. Okay. And they normally stalk their prey from cover and attack the blind spot with a quick, powerful pounce. Okay. Now something that, uh, they very, very, very rarely hunt are humans. Okay. Unlike some of the other big cats, you know, we, oh, we've talked, we had Jim Corbett episodes and um, yeah. we've talked about other, tons of tiger stories recently. And lions and leopards uh, are known to be man eaters sometimes, right? Yeah. But jaguars, not, no, they're not. Like, yeah, we've covered, t- remember we covered that the tiger who killed, the uh, t- Champawat tigers, yeah. killed over 400 people all by herself. It was like 430. Yeah. And then there is the story. Of, then there's the leopard that killed over 400 itself. Uh-huh. And then there's there's lions that have killed a lot as well. There's the Savo lions, which we're gonna cover sometime. Mm. And uh, they've killed. They killed like oh, supposedly over 130 people. So the jaguar, to anyone's knowledge, is not a man eater. Hmm. Now, it, it, I mean, it's like possible before con- conquistadors, conquistadors. I say that right. uh-huh. conquistadors arrived. And before the Europeans came in, that maybe there were there's more cases, but to our knowledge, we do not know that. Oh. Even Charles Darwin, the who, the man who wrote the Origin of Species and popularized evolution, said that people would not have to fear the jaguar much as long as capybaras were abundant. <laughs> okay. oh, I, I, think, I think I forgot to mention capybaras as their prey. That's like their favorite prey are oh, capybaras. Okay. They're they're actually the world's largest rodent. Yeah, they're weird looking. They look like a kind of like a giant hairy brown rat. Yeah, and they've it's got, a true R O U S. 
R-O-U-S. You haven't seen Princess Bride yet. Oh, yeah. Ah, you got to watch that. I don't get your Princess Bride references yet. (laughs) But, yeah, and they have, like, these the same teeth as rodents. Remember, we talked about rodents a little bit, and how their teeth constantly grow. Yeah. So they have to constantly gnaw things to narrow them down. So cappy bears are the same way. And you know what? Maybe we should do a, a Darwin episode. Charles Darwin. That could be That'd interesting. That'd be interesting, yeah. And his discoveries and like, I know he went to the Galapagos Islands and that was yeah. his big time. So that might be a cool episode to do sometime. All right. Well, that's two shots everybody has to take for me mentioning episodes that we're going to cover. <laughs> we remember we said if you, if you play a drinking game with us, then yeah. Yeah, you might get pretty buzzed. <laughs> Every time you take a shot, I say we're going to cover something. So now, Dave, let's talk about their conservation status. All right. And threats that pose them. All right. Let's go to our conservation table, which we've done several times before. So if everyone remembers, it's based on a seven-point scale. And I'll, I'm going to go over them all again. We haven't done that in a while. One being the worst, meaning extinct. Two means extinct in the wild. Three means critically endangered. Four means endangered. Five means vulnerable. Six means near threatened. And seven means least concern. Hmm. Uh, what do you think jaguars are, Dave? I would say a six. Perfectly balanced. Very good. They, they are a six. They're at, uh, they're near threatened. Okay. So very good, Dave. Yeah, that way, that's why they, you know, they're, nothing else can kill them. They're there to balance the ecosystem themselves. Yeah, the only, the only thing encroaching on them is our encroachment onto the jungle. Exactly. <laughs> leads right into what I was saying. Oh, the, okay. the biggest threat jaguars face is deforestation. Which is high in Latin America. Uh, deforesta- deforestation fragments their populations, making breeding difficult sometimes. Now, the total number of jaguars in the wild varies between sources. I I saw one source say fifteen thousand. I saw another one say one hundred sixty thousand. Oh wow! So, uh, to be uh, guys, I'm sorry, I do not have the a proper number, and I. To be honest, I don't think anybody really knows. Yeah, it's they're it's a super, big cat. Nobody will know. Well, and they're so they're super elusive, and you, yeah. like, how are you going to know? So we do not have an exact number on jaguars. But another threat to them is poaching. Although it is hmm. very illegal everywhere to kill a jaguar, it still happens. You know, they'll sell their pelts for oh. a lot of money. There was actually. I remember reading something recently about one found in the United States. Oh. It, they don't know if it was a, um, a jaguar killed in the United States, but they found a pelt of a jaguar um, kind of near Tucson. Oh, okay. Just earlier this year, I remember reading that. But I didn't. I didn't. I don't have enough info to follow up on it. Hmm. And but jaguars are even part of the illegal Chinese uh, traditional med- medicine trade. Oh, interesting. It's it's gone far enough to reach animals in South America now. What do what do they do, or what do they? What they sell beneficial their, benefits to the jaguar offer for. Medicine? I don't I don't know, but I mean it's a big. It's a huge deal with tigers. Hmm. Is that they use part of their bones? They use parts all the parts of their bodies for medicine, and they think it works. Huh. Now I have I I don't believe that it works, but they do. And so it's a huge thing in the in the Chinese um, medicine trade. Hmm. Maybe, hey, guess what? Maybe we can cover that another time too. Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shot three. Take another one. <laughs> but another big threat is that they is that they do hunt and kill horses and cattle. Hmm. Um, ranch and ranchers obviously aren't too happy about this, and they will pretty much shoot and kill any jaguars they see. Hmm. Oh, is that okay for them? To, to protect livestock or no? They, yeah, they, that's kind of an excuse that's used. That's where it's, there's a, it's, it's a fine line. I don't believe that they're crossing it yet. Okay. According to the governments. Hmm. But one way to possibly limit ranchers killing jaguars is that government pays off ranchers for any cattle who, that have been killed by jaguars. Oh, okay. Um, some governments actually do this, but uh, most of them don't. Hmm. And that's something that's kind of around the world with other predators as well, where a government can compensate them after a cattle has been killed. But 
uh, it was tough to find stuff on that, and I I just got caught up in all these other things. I didn't oh, have enough time okay. to research that part. I wonder if the jaguars go after livestock because they're you know they're balanced the ecosystem, so they see all of a sudden one two three four five a hundred. All right, I gotta clear this up. <laughs> very, <laughs> Take one. Very key point, but yeah, that's a they that's they hunt them pretty often the cattle and mm. horses, and obviously we don't want them to because that leads to more deaths of jaguars. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a tough situation with all of that, and there's it's hard to say who's right, you know, or who's wrong. Should they kill these jaguars? I mean, I don't want them to, but I get where they're coming from. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And that th- that type of thing takes place all around the world with other animals as well. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a real tough one to discuss. Cause yeah. I, I understand both sides of it. You know. Yeah. I mean, dogs are used to do. You know, to help protect them, but uh, it's not going to work against a jaguar. No, it's not going to. I mean, they could. Uh, they scare the jaguar away, which can help That's true. sometimes. I guess they could. But uh, even though it not could take on time. a whole pack of dogs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then they're so sneaky. The yeah. Jaguars, they can get around a dog easy a lot of the time. That's so. true. Yeah, man, the jaguars like playing Metal Gear Solid or something. You know, <laughs> get through any defense. It really can. All right, so Dave, now we are going to move to our kind of random facts segment. Okay. And this is where I tell information I didn't have a place for earlier or found out late in my research and didn't want to rewrite things. (laughs) So jaguars, yeah, remember it's kind of like bullet pointed. All right. So jaguars normally live around 13 years in the wild, which is on par with other big cats, except for it was a macho bee. Yeah, Macho oh, the B, the jaguar. 16, was it 16? 16 years. That's a long mm-hmm. time. Uh, and they are often described as being nocturnal, but are actually most active during dusk and dawn. Hmm. I mean, they can be active during the other times, but mostly during dusk and dawn. Hmm. Now, this next part is something I really wanted to cover. And it's a common misconception, and I don't know why it irritates me really bad. I don't know why it hmm. irritates me. Probably because I think I'm such a great animal expert when I'm really not. (laughs) But uh, that misconception is black panthers. Okay. Misconception of what? uh, Oh. Now, black panthers are not a separate species. They are not their own species. Do you know what I'm referring to, black panthers? Yeah. Okay. So, um, now, black panther, yeah, they're not their separate species. Jaguars actually carry a gene that sometimes turns jaguars black and they are melanistic. Hmm. So a black panther is an informal name for a melanistic jaguar. So, so a black panther is a jaguar? Yes. Oh, okay. A black panther is a jaguar. Uh, And, or this is also the same for leopards. What, what do you mean with leopards? So leopards also carry this melanistic gene. So oh. if you are referring to a black panther, uh-huh. you are actually referring to either a jaguar or a leopard. Black panther is not its own species. Oh, interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So what, so a black panther in Asia, would that, that would be a leopard? Okay. It's a leopard. And black panther in South America, that's a jaguar. Okay, gotcha. A lot of people think that black panthers are their own thing their own separate species, but they're not. And if you actually look closely at a black jaguar leopard, you can still see their rosettes on their fur. If you get close up, they they still have like um, golden, a golden tone to them. If you get close up and a lot of like, yeah, a lot of people think black panthers are their own species. So one thing, remember that they are not. Okay. And like, okay. So, you know, like Bagheera from the jungle book. And they, they call him a panther, black panther. That's mm-hmm. just an informal way of saying it's a melanistic black jaguar. Or, sorry, leopard. leopard? Okay. That's, so Bagheera is a black leopard, okay. not a panther. I don't know why that bugs me so much. But the melanistic gene is pretty rare and only contributes to around 6% of the entire jaguar population. Oh, that's funny because you hear more about panthers than, than jaguars or leopards, you know? You mean... You hear more about black jaguars and black leopards yeah. more than the other well, ones. Yeah. Because panthers are... It's a... <laughs> that is not... It's an informal name, and I deem it incorrect. All right. <laughs> you, hear to hear, you, you heard it here from Force of Nature. A panther is not a real animal. Unless, you, of course, you're referring to uh, the Florida panthers, because that's Florida, what they call cougars, cougars there. cougars, though. Yeah. yeah, that's what they call cougars there. Okay. 
but um, a regular jaguar, so like a regular jaguar could give birth to, let's say, a litter of four cubs, uh-huh. and it could be a mixed batch, and one or two could turn out to be black, even if both parents were normal colored. Interesting. And it's just it's just a trait in their genes that exists. Huh. Uh, it's and I I, was, I delved pretty deep into it and I didn't really I it's hard for me to understand. I'm not a scientist, oh, <laughs> so okay. it was it was pretty tough to understand. So this is a kind of a simplistic way to say it. Okay. Uh, and being a black jaguar isn't um, necessarily an advantage or disadvantage. The majority of black jaguars live in the dense jungles in the Amazon. They're mm-hmm. not known to be up further in like Mexico area. Mm-hmm. And I could see how it could actually help them in the jungle. Like um, all the dark shadows in the rainforest, yeah. you know, like a lot of the rainforest, it's dark on the ground. Like the trees cover the sunlight so much that uh, I could see how it could be, could benefit them. Yeah. Although their normal colored benefits them as well. So it's kind of sixes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe they, maybe they're more effective at night then. Yeah. So there's that too, but then again, it's night, and so how could you see the rosettes on the jaguar? So it's it's a tough one, and I so it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, there's no advantage or disadvantage, I don't think. Yeah, and, and so if you learn one thing this episode, know that black panthers are not their own species, but they are jaguars or leopards that are black. Okay. Okay. So I hope everyone learns that. If they do nothing else. Uh, and this is something I forgot to put in earlier, but jaguars are very good at climbing trees. Hmm. You kind of would expect that from where they live. Yeah. And they use the trees for vantage points and will jump down to ambush their prey from the from above. All right, so now there was even an ancient jaguar species Ooh. known as the European jaguar. Oh. They lived about one one and a half million years ago. And fossils have been found in Italy, England, Germany, Spain, France, and the Netherlands. Wow. And it was much larger, much larger too, uh, believed to weigh around 200 to 450 pounds. Wow. That's pretty big. Um, Also, jaguars, I kind of touched on this, they are extremely elusive and very difficult to see, let alone film. There was th- I wa- there was this mediocre documentary I watched on YouTube about them, but they even state that most of the f- of the filming was done on captive jaguars in a controlled environment. Oh, okay. Because it's super difficult to find footage of wild jaguars, and yeah, they're extremely difficult to find, and you- that's why you kind of don't see them in documentaries or wildlife shows as often as you do like lions, tigers, leopards, and cheetahs. You know, you see those ones a lot. Yeah. And uh, sometimes tourists who visit the jungle, um, they want to get the the ultimate photo to get is of a jaguar. So guides will sometimes bait riverbanks. Oh. And with meat in order to increase the chances of spotting (laughs) one. We'll let loose some capybaras here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I remember reading a story. So you remember Jeff Corwin? He was an animal, big animal yeah. guy. I remember watching him as a kid on the. He yeah. was on the Disney Channel when I was a kid. Oh, okay. But he, I remember him. I remember reading a story of him telling what is uh, the time he was the most afraid of any of his animal on all the shows, and he said that the time he was most scared is when he was being stalked by a jaguar. Oh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to our next segment about jaguars in pop culture. But we're going to actually start with jaguars in pre-pop culture. Mm. (laughs) I guess we could say that. We're going to go to um, pre-colonial American culture, so before Europeans arrived. There is so much about this, but um, they they play a big role in the ancient Mesoamerican cultures. Oh, all right. And there, there, there's a ton of information, and I, I really had to condense here because there's I could have gone up. This could have been an episode all about jaguars and ancient cultures, but so I'm gonna really condense here and just hit the highlights. So in all major cultures and civilizations, the jaguar was a symbol of power and strength. Makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, these civilizations also feature a jaguar god, and for many, the jaguar was an important part of shamanism. Mm. And the shamans associate the jaguar as a spirit companion, 
which protects them from evil spirits. And the jaguar is said to possess the transient ability of moving between worlds because it, because of its comfort in the trees and the water. Mm. That's what they believe. Okay. And this was big for the Ol- Olmecs. Ol- Olmecs, yeah, that's how you say it. Uh, they lived in kind of the southern part of Mexico on the Gulf Coast. And they believed, They also believed in were-jaguars. Oh, okay. Uh, various sculptures and figurines depicted a creature with both human and jaguar traits. Wow. Hey, it's like uh, the Stargate characters, you know? Instead of having uh, the owl or the jackal face, be a jaguar. I nope, I don't get that reference either. Dave. Oh, Matt! I've heard I've heard of the show, but I I sure hope we've got some sci-fi people who are here. I'm just landing <laughs> on deaf ears. They're like, who's this? Who's this nerd that Matt has with him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, also in the Mayan civilization, and the Mayans they encompass kind of like southeast Mexico, Guatemala, Belize, and parts of Honduras and El Salvador. Just kind of mm-hmm. help people out to know. Jaguars were believed to felicitate communication between the living and the dead mm. and to protect the royal household. Oh. And they also saw these powerful animals as their companions into the spirit world once they died. Hmm. Part of that balancing the ecosystem. Yeah, possibly. Spiritually. And then the Aztecs, which were in central Mexico, Aztecs were a lot more war-based than a lot of the other, the ancient civilizations back then. Mm. And they believed the Jaguar as being a great warrior. And they even formed an elite warrior class known as the Jaguar Knights. Ooh. And Dave, like I said, there is so much more on this. I'm literally scratching the surface here. But I just wanted to kind of put over how deeply embedded the Jaguar was into the culture and mythology of these ancient civilizations and in a lot of ways still is with a lot of the tribes living in the Amazon and just in the, the, in the culture uh, around there right now. And it's really with all these ancient cultures in the new world, there isn't Mm. that much about them. We, if there's still so much, we don't know about all these ancient civilizations. Like when I was reading, I was thinking like, Oh, all we have are some like pots and pans, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously we got some of the temples and the little the pyramids and stuff. So we got all that great stuff, but we don't really know much more than that. Yeah, and I guess that's how it works with most ancient civilizations. They didn't write things down. I mean, they kind of did, yeah. but you know, translate them. Well, if you think about it, if you don't mind me going off on a tangent, you know, you keep hearing they're still coming up, coming up with new discoveries from the temples in Egypt. Oh yeah, definitely. and that's and that's easier because they're in a desert. You know, nothing hits them, but. You look at the stuff in South America, they've got temples and stuff built there. But if you look at them now, like there's vegetation all over oh, the place there. Of, so that stuff's just going to corrode like crazy. Yeah. So it's so much harder to to get information and down there. Who knows how many things are buried in that we haven't found yeah. yet, right? Yeah. Or underwater. Yeah. That's very possible with the oh, flooding yeah. there. Yeah. All right. Well, that was, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on to more recent stuff. And the jaguar, as a name and a symbol, is widely used, even to this day. It is the national animal of, I always say this country wrong. It's not, it's, no, Guyana. That's how you say it, that's right. In the country of Guyana, it's their national animal and is on their coat of arms. Also, the jaguar appears on the Brazilian reel, which is their money. I don't know, I I, I didn't get what part of the money it appears on, but it's on their money. And in the spirit of the Mayan culture, the 1968 Olympics in Mexico City, they adopted a red jaguar as the first official Olympic mascot. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Then, of course, we have the British luxury car, the jaguar, uh-huh. Yeah, which was super annoying in my research because when I would search things on Google, it was half of the time it was about the car. <laughs> like, no, I don't want this stupid car. Ooh, what a sleek looking thing there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and, uh, a, but a leaping Jaguar is their symbol. If you've seen the, their symbol for yeah. the cars. And the first model was the SS Jaguar 100 made in 1935. Wow. Which was pretty sweet looking. I'll have to admit it They've was. They've got a lot cool. of sweet cars, those Jaguars. Yeah, I, I'm not a big car guy. 
I like I'm just not a big car guy, so I didn't look too into anything else. Mm. But they, you know, I've dabbled you know, a little bit. Yeah, they're sweet looking. They don't they have issues in terms of reliability nowadays, especially. But they're yeah, known to they be pretty good, right? Back yeah, before the '70s, I think it was. They were great. Yeah. Um, all right, so Jaguar is also the name of several sports teams. Uh, we have the Jaguars of Cheapest. I think hmm. I. I don't know if I said that right, but it's a soccer team. And then Argentina's national rugby team features a Jaguar. But probably the best well-known is the NFL team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I actually looked into how they got their name. Oh. Uh, They didn't, and they actually weren't a team until around the mid-90s, I believe. Yeah. Uh, But their name was selected through a fan contest. Oh, wow. Uh, other names considered included the Sharks or the Stingrays. Huh. But Jaguars aren't native there, so probably Jacksonville Jaguar sounded better. Yeah. J&J, I guess. Now, I wasn't able to find anything in film, really. Like, whenever I searched Jaguar, uh, well, the cars would come up. Like, Jaguars in film, it would always be the, the stupid cars. <laughs> so I didn't have anything on that. But I do have this, and this is because I... it's from, Well, it's from the latest Tomb Raider game. Oh. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I, I'm a big fan of those Tomb Raider games. And I played this uh, not too long ago, like oh, really? a month or two ago. But in the game, Laura Croft and companions crash land in the Amazon... And after a while, a jaguar kills one of her companions mm. and then tries to kill Laura. So you have to, you fight as Laura and oh. all you have is like a bow and arrow on you. And you have to, I remember you had to shoot it like 12 times, I swear. Gee. But uh, yeah, it was, pre- it was pretty cool how they did it. Right on. It. But uh, Dave, that was, that's been a lot of information so far, huh? Oh yeah. Uh, what do you think about jaguars? They're pretty cool. They're yeah, there's freaking sweet, bro. There's not one behind me right now, is there? There's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so as I said, uh, jaguars don't attack people often, but I do have a couple stories for us today. Oh, okay. And our first one isn't an attack story, but it's a super cool and interesting story, so I wanted to tell it. So the article I read is from May 2018, so just earlier this year. Hmm. Let's meet some researchers who traveled to Peru's Candamo Valley, which is on the ridge of the Andean Mountains. Uh, this Candamo region is extremely isolated, hmm. and its nickname is the Last Rainforest Without Humans. <laughs> I don't know who nickname. gave it. I guess that's the nickname. That's oh. what it said, okay? <laughs> and these, these men go here uh, looking for... Wild macaws, you know the, yeah. the bird species, yeah. to catch, and they want to put radio collars on these macaws. Hmm. But this place is literally one of the most isolated and truly wild places on the planet. Oh, they'll never find it because once they find it, it won't be the place without humans. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, stupid pun. <laughs> you and your stupid puns. <laughs> I like them. Just kidding, I hate them. So these guys spend several days getting to their destination, traveling mostly by boat. And they were warned of behavior of animals in this region since the animals have never seen humans before. Mm. Uh, The men pulled their canoes up to camp in the late afternoon and they cook dinner and hang out for a bit. And then one man heads a little ways away to use a leafy non-toilet restroom. (laughs) <laughs> and the man notices two eyes glowing in the beam of his headlamp. Oh. The the man says, and his reaction to this, and I quote, this is from the article, what he says, shit. <laughs> pretty natural reaction there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably, I, I guarantee that's what I would say if I saw this. So the man retreats slowly back to camp and tells the others, Uh, what he saw, and then a bunch of the men, like nine of them, went up to take a look. With their lights, they spot the jaguar. It's a female jaguar that they suspect has been watching them since they arrived. She just, she's pretty, she's really calm, 
She yawns and curls up like a house cat and then falls asleep. Oh, wow. Like right near them. Wow. I don't know. The, the, it didn't say the exact distance, but I'm going to go with 20 feet. Gee. And she, yeah, she like barely pays attention to them as if they were posed like zero threat to her. <laughs> oh, and the men, they don't have any weapons except some machetes and a slingshot. Oh. I don't think the slingshot's going to do much. No. But after about tw- uh, 20 minutes later, she wakes up and she's just calm, kind of, and just starts watching them again. Wow. The men, understandably, don't really know what to do. <laughs> While the large predator displayed no signs of aggression, they were only a leap away if it wanted to attack them. Wow. Uh, the men decide to link arms and slowly walk towards her, Ooh. intending to drive her back into the, the jungle. As the men move down the trail, the jaguar slowly um, it gets up and slowly walks towards them instead. Whoa. The men then, like, what, what do we do now? It's coming. So they just slowly back up. And then the jaguar does the same. So then she backs up. She's like, she's like making a line, drawing a line in the sand or something. I don't wow. know. So yeah, she is not afraid of these people in the slightest. Gee. Uh, they then decide to launch a few rocks in the Jaguar's direction as she's laying down. <laughs> oh, and by the way, they got a picture of this. Wow. The picture of the Jaguar. I don't know if the camera, I, I hope that the camera was zoomed in because it was super close. I'm talking oh, like yeah? five feet away. So oh, I hope wow. it was a zoom in. Uh, what year was this? This was just this year. Oh, okay. And so they decided to lock, or sorry, they decided to throw a few rocks in the Jaguar's direction. So they whooshed a few rocks one time, two times, three times. And after a long, silent moment, she got up turned around, and slowly stepped back the hill and into the jungle. Wow. So two men stay up on Jaguar watch as the others (laughs) get some sleep, passing around a bottle of rum as they do it, keeping an eye on the glowing eyes in the jungle, looking out for them. And all this time during this night, I'm sure she was still watching them, even though they never saw her again. Wow. Well, yeah, that's a pretty crazy story, huh? Yeah. Like... Scary too. Can you imagine being in that situation? I would. I would have no idea what to do. No, me neither. That's. Crazy. Do you know who probably would have an idea of what to do? I'm Jim Corbett, mother. Yeah, I just. I wasn't even in my notes, but I just thought of it, and just another excuse <laughs> to use, <laughs> to use the sound clip. Nice. <laughs> Whatever. I like that sound clip. All right, but uh, yeah, this uh, this story. Uh, puts over how rare jaguar attacks are and that they really aren't out to get us. And I'm going to put this article because this is a really good article and it goes over a lot of other things that I talk about. But if you, so if you want to read it, I'm going to put it in the uh, link to it on the description below. I, and I, I highly recommend it for our listeners, but let's go to another attack. Let's go to an actual attack story. All right. So now we are going to Belize in October of 2010. A four-year-old jaguar named Max escapes his enclosure at a rescue center during Hurricane Richard. Ooh. It could be all in his case because a tree falls down on the enclosure, allowing him to escape. Wow. So uh, Hurricane Richard was uh, Category 1 when it struck. I I didn't do any other. If it got bigger, I'm not sure. But authorities believe what happened was a man named Bruce Cullerton who lived nearby and he was actually a U.S. citizen, but has lived in Belize for like 15 years. Hmm. But Bruce hears his dogs barking and, and acting strangely and went to investigate. And this is when they believe he was attacked. Ooh. Authorities found Bruce's body underneath some bushes close up or close, close to the house by the next day. And he was dead. Oh. And Max was reported sight was reportedly sighted nearby, and the same at the same the same night, and actually attacked a neighbor's dog. Ooh. But the dog he didn't kill it. Huh. Interesting. So, and yeah, it's very interesting. 
but Max was actually recaptured the next day using cage traps, and I was never able to find out what happened to Max. I, I highly doubt they killed him, though. I, mm. I'm sure they just sent him somewhere else, or until oh. they could fix the enclosure, I'm not yeah. sure. But that's that's a real freak accident there. Yeah. Like, having being blown over by a hurricane, and a tree falling on the enclosure, Jaguar yeah. escaping... That's a, that's a really crazy story. Yeah. All right. So I have one more story for us this week. This is a more well-known story. And it was actually even on the 72 most dangerous animals. Oh, uh-huh. But this was in the Latin American one. Oh, you haven't seen right. that one. No. Have you? you watched part of the Asia one. I know that. Yeah. But yeah, I really like this show. It's really cool. So I highly recommend everybody goes. To, it's just on Netflix. Yeah. So go ahead and watch this. It's a really great animal series. And this it's helped give me ideas on episodes and stuff, too. But let's get into it. Let's go to December 17th, 2013 in... Why do I struggle with this country? Guiana, Guiana right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Guiana. I don't know why, oh. but it's Guiana. <laughs> <laughs> and so December 17th, 2013, which is almost exactly five years ago. Huh. And we need to. We are going to meet a three-year-old girl named Jasmine. Hmm. Jasmine and her mother were at a river, one that they go to every day to bathe and wash clothes. Hmm. Her mother says that she turned away from her child to wash clothes when she suddenly heard screams. Huh. And then saw the jaguar ripping away at Jasmine. Oh. The large jaguar apparently pounced on her from the bushes and clamped its jaws around her head, dragging her 60 feet away. Oh, man. It released her only after other villager, nearby villagers who also heard the screams and uh, kind of forced the jaguar to drop the child. Villagers then um, shot and killed the jaguar. Mm-hmm. Now get this. This isn't the only time this exact same jaguar attacked the same girl. What? A month before, the jaguar attacked her, uh, jumping on her. However, the girl's grandmother was close and began hit like swinging at the jaguar with a stick. Jeez. And Jasmine only suffered like a few scrapes on her leg from this one. Wow. But this second attack is much, much worse. Mm. So relatives rush the child to a local health center, which is 10 minutes away by a speedboat. Oh, wow. At the health center, a nurse was able to find a pulse. So she's alive. Mm. And this is like a small village in the middle of nowhere. It's cut off, you know. Uh, Relatives take another 10-minute boat ride in order to find a radio so they could call a medical evacuation plane. And the the village and surrounding areas have no phone service. Oh, gee. Now, to get to an evacuation plane, Jasmine and the relatives and the nurse had to be transported by boat, which was another hour ride. Wow. The nurse is doing the the best she can with what little equipment she has to treat the girl in this time. Uh, Once at the airstrip, she then has to take an hour and a half plane ride to Georgetown. Georgetown, where's that? That's the I think it's the capital of Guyana. Oh, okay. Then a fifteen minute ambulance to get to the hospital. So she had that's quite a journey just to get to a freaking hospital. Yeah. You know, I mean, she lives in the middle of nowhere, so that's what they have to do. Gee. So she finally gets to the hospital and is in bad shape. And I saw pictures. I showed you the picture. Remember? Mm, Yeah. She had a huge cut from her nose and under her eye and large cuts to her scalp. Just just seeing these, you're like, how did she? She should be dead. Yeah. She underwent immediate surgery that took nine hours. Oh, wow. Oh, and she also had a fractured jaw and deep lacerations to her skull, face, and torso. Wow. Uh, Nobody, including her parents, expected her to make it as she was breathing through a ventilator. Oh. But this little girl was a fighter. And she survives all of this. Wow. 
Now, from an article which was a few years after the attack, caught up. They caught up with her, and she's doing really well. Oh wow! And she's she's a cute little girl, and she's just doing whatever six year old girls do. She goes to, or, or in the middle of the jungle, but she's she goes to school and she's doing quite well. Huh? And you, it's hard to even notice like marks on it. She, she does have one scar coming down her nice. face, from what I said, and she's got a m- bunch of scars on her skull, but her oh. hair covers that up. Uh, but yeah, that was a, remarkable that she survived that one. Gee. So yeah. good for her. You know, yeah. I, I always like happy endings. I'm a big happy ending kind of guy. Yeah. She she deserves a t-shirt. <laughs> Survived a jaguar attack. And how many shirts could be of those could be given out? <laughs> no, n- not many. <laughs> so Dave, that is actually going to wrap up the episode. Oh, okay. I hope you and all the listeners had a fun time learning about my favorite animal. Yeah. All right, Dave, what was one thing that you can remember that you learned? Well, I learned that the panther is not a separate species. Good. I'm glad that's what you said. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for next week's episode, I didn't really want to do a holiday special kind of episode. I thought maybe like reindeer, but there just isn't much on them. But I do have one cool reindeer story, and I think we might put out a bonus episode next week. All right. Well, I have, I've said it, so now I guess we have to. All right. <laughs> it's, it's just a cool reindeer story, and it'll probably take like 10 minutes. So we might put out a bonus episode um, next week. And I was even thinking, like, well, for Christmas theme, maybe a, a polar bear. There's yeah. another one that I thought about, but I've actually changed my mind. <laughs> oh, all right. But we are going to cover polar bears sometime soon during the winter. I'm going to do it in the next month or two. So polar bears will be coming soon. But since it's Christmas time, I wanted to do kind of a lighthearted episode. So next week, we are actually going to cover people who have been saved by animals. Ooh. And I've found a couple good stories already. So it's going to it's gonna be a good week. It's going to be a fun episode. I know that. Hmm. Uh, so no shout outs this week, Dave. Oh, uh, that's, you know, come on guys. But, uh, hopefully we'll have some more by next week. Oh, and I also want to update everybody on the, I've told everybody we've been having, we had trouble with our episode seven yeah. our Siberian tiger episode and how it's not working. It's the only thing it's working on is Spotify, but, uh, I, I even contacted Podbean is who we go through and they were actually really good at getting back to me. Uh, but it's a, cr- a corrupt file, and it's no longer working. And guess what? Dave's computer crashed, and so we no longer have that episode. Mm. So the only place we have it on is Spotify. So we have two options, and we haven't decided what we're going to do. We're either going to put up, put like our phone up to the mic and hope it records properly <laughs> so we can re-release the episode, or we might just redo the entire episode. So we've one of those options will be coming up. I, I it was a really good episode with a great uh, revenge type story, like yeah. a true crime story. So we definitely want to get it out again. So we will be on that soon. I promise. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, like I said, we don't have any we don't have any shout outs today. But if anyone leaves a review, you will we will give them a shout out. So make sure to go to iTunes, give us five stars. Say something you like about the show, leave a review or on whatever platform you have. Um, go to our Facebook page and leave one there. That's fine. But it just it just really helps us get noticed and gain more listeners. Now, if you want to be an even more amazing person, what you can do is... It's the, Christmas, it's the holiday season, so it might be hard right now, but that's okay. Uh, leave us a little donation. Um, I, it's like, I just still don't like asking, but it would be... God, it would be so wonderful. Um, if nothing else... You know, send a dollar so I can tell my dad I made some money off of this. <laughs> but um, all the money will go right back into the podcast anyway. Like, I have to pay for to have the subscription to Podbean. So it's, the money is just going to go right back into the podcast anyway. But honestly, it would be more than wonderful if you could do that. It's super great. And, I, you know, I work hard on this. And my hand is still limp a little bit from writing all this, <laughs> this episode. Uh, and the way you can... Give us a little donation is on PayPal. You can find us there on our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or simply search Force of Nature. A uh, secondary option is you can go to my personal account on Venmo. It's Matthew-Hamilton-51. 
And I want to remind everybody, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, or maybe you come across a cool article, feel free to send it to us. Or, you know, you can just email us and say hi. Say something. Yeah. Or you can say something mean, too. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> also, I've said a couple times already, go to our Facebook page. Uh, make sure you add us on there. I, I like to post a few videos and stuff on there, so we try to make it fun. And then we're also on Instagram, which I'm moderately doing better at. Nice. <laughs> and then we're available on all the major um, podcast sites we need to be on. iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher. We're all on all of them. Um, whew. My voice is going out on me. Today. <laughs> and, and your voice now. <laughs> um, Dave, do you have anything to add? No. Sounds good. Well, this, is, this is one of our longest episodes, oh, yeah. if not our longest. But... This is the Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Be a part of building this up. And we will see you next week. Bye.